Hello, everybody. I'm Pam Pastor, host of the Grace and Peace of God Love Wins podcast. I'm happy that you found me, but more importantly, I am thrilled that you have found Jesus. Friends, there's power in the name of Jesus. As we journey together, we'll be unleashing discoveries of how to turn hearts of stone into ones of moldable clay for the potter, Jesus, to transform. So I hope that you'll join me and others each week as we adventure and explore life together. And periodically, friends, we'll delve into my mailbag answering questions from listeners just like you. So if you have a question, make sure and email it to me at pampastorcopywriting at gmail.com. And as we enter into God's presence today, allow me to speak a blessing over your life. This comes from Moses' brother, Priest Aaron, and he gives us this benediction. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show his favor and give you his peace. Amen. We've been discussing spiritual warfare and Christian fundamentals and many different aspects surrounding those couple of topics. Well, I received a question wanting to know what Christians should do to live the new believer's life. And you know, this is a great question. It's one worthy of answering for all of us to hear. So to answer this, I'm going to go directly to the book of Colossians chapter 3, and I'm going to read verses 1 through 8. And it says, what Christians should do, since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits at God's right hand in the place of honor and power. Let heaven fill your thoughts. Do not think only about things down here on earth. For you died when Christ died and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ who is in your real life is revealed to the whole world, you'll share in all his glory. So put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual sin, impurity, lust, and shameful desires. Don't be greedy for the good things of this life, for this is idolatry. God's terrible anger will come upon those who do such things. You used to do them when your life was still part of this world, but now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. And so I hope that you can see that we must focus our thoughts upon our eternal future by fixating upon heaven rather than upon our temporal lives. When we invite Jesus into our hearts, we change our moral and ethical behavior. This is how we see our potter, Jesus, mold and shape us. While he is our creator, his word says in Psalm chapter 139, verse 13, You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. No one could argue before being placed within the womb we began on the potter's wheel. While God is perfection, mankind is not. So it is conceivable that he puts us back on this wheel as, and he fine-tunes us as he allows us to remember that his character and his spirit 
are already at work within us. And this helps us to house as much respect for ourselves as he has for us as well. So when we view our lives from God's perspective, we live differently. And this is the antidote for materialism. Regarding the world as God sees it helps us regard things that are temporary and not eternal. And this lessens any attachment or idolatry in our lives. Our life is hidden. It's concealed and it's safe within Jesus. And this applies to our time now and throughout eternity. And at the end of each podcast, I always invite anyone under the sound of my voice to make sure that their salvation is is secure either by reaffirming an earlier decision that they made in life or by making that decision the day that they hear the invitation. And Jesus gives us strength and power now to live for him daily and to have a future hope. But you know, false teachers who criticize Christianity say the problem with Christians is that they're praying so hard for Jesus's return, it's likely to hasten up the process. Well, that doesn't sound like such a bad thing to us Christians, but for a false teacher, they may very well be right. And an important realization is that these false teachers do not wish to see Jesus return as their evil ways will be thwarted and they know that, the ways that they very much enjoy. So this was a long answer to your question, but I hope it added clarity and answered it for you. But continuing on further, we're going to explore more about Paul's teachings on our old versus our new selves. And we look at Galatians chapter 5 verse 22. It says, but when the Holy Spirit controls our lives, he will produce this kind of fruit in us, love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Here there's no conflict with the law. Paul describes the two forces fighting within us, the one of the Holy Spirit and the other one being the sinful nature or our evil desires or inclinations that stem from our body or our carnal self. And verse 19 puts it this way, sexual immorality, impure thoughts, eagerness for lustful pleasure, idolatry, participation in demonic activities, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, divisions, the feeling that everyone is wrong except those in our own little group or our own little circle, as you could say. And verse 24 says, those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Now, Paul's not saying that these forces are equal. The Holy Spirit is infinitely stronger. But if we rely on our own wisdom, we'll make wrong choices. If we try to follow the Spirit by our own human effort, we will fail. Our only way to freedom from our own evil desires is through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And Romans chapter 8 verse 9 puts it like this, But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You're controlled by the Spirit if 
you have the Spirit of God living in you. And remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them are not Christians at all. Romans chapter 8 verse 9 says, Have you ever worried about whether or not you really are a Christian? And that not that exactly what the enemy wants you to question? He, he wants you to question, I think I'm a Christian. I think I believed on Christ long ago, but I don't really remember because I didn't do anything with it after the declaration and the statement of faith. Well, a Christian is anyone who has the Spirit of God living in him or her. And if you have sincerely trusted Christ for your salvation and acknowledged him as Lord, confessing him with your mouth, then the Holy Spirit lives within you and you are a Christian. You can be assured that you have the Holy Spirit because Jesus promised that he would send him. Since you now believe that Jesus is God's son and that eternal life comes through him, you'll begin to act as Jesus directs. You will find help in your daily problems and in your praying. You will be empowered to serve God and to do his will, and you will become part of God's plan to build up his church. Now, allow me to read a powerful scripture to you. It comes out of the book of 1 John chapter 5, verse 5, and it says, And the ones who win this battle against the world are the ones who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I'll read that one more time. 1 John chapter 5, verse 5. And the ones who win this battle against the world are the ones who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Now, Romans chapter 8, verses 26 and 27 says, And the Holy Spirit helps us in our distress, for we don't even know what we should pray for, nor how we should pray. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us, believers, in harmony with God's own will. And as believers, you are not left to your own resources to cope with problems. Even when we don't know the right words to pray, the Holy Spirit prays with and for us, and God answers. And then Paul tells us in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 22 through 24, Throw off your old evil nature and your former way of life, which is rotten through and through, full of lust and deception. Instead, there must be a spiritual renewal of your thoughts and attitudes. You must display a new nature because you're a new person created in God's likeness righteousness, holy and true. Our old way of life before we believed in Christ is completely in the past. We should put it behind us like old clothes to be thrown away. When we make a decision to accept Jesus's gift of salvation, it is both a one-time decision as well as a conscious commitment. We're not to be driven by desires nor impulses. We must put on the new nature, head in a new direction, and have the new way of thinking that the Holy Spirit gives. When people see you and me, it should be obvious within five to ten minutes of spending any time with us that we are Christians by the way we live and by the way we behave. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 8 specifically reflects this by saying, 
For though your hearts were once full of darkness, now you are full of light from the Lord, and your behavior should show it. As people filled with light, our actions should reflect our faith. We should live above reproach morally so that we will reflect God's goodness to others. While Paul tells the Ephesians to leave behind the old life of sin now that they are Jesus' followers, the same holds true for you and for me. Living the Christian life is a process. It's true, we do have a new nature, but that doesn't mean we convert to autopilot and receive the new creation download. Instead, we slowly allow the Holy Spirit to work out our imperfections. Our salvation was immediately worked into us the moment we believed in Jesus' finished work at the cross. And as we continue to listen to God, we're constantly changing. So he works out what's been worked in us. So are you able to assess your thoughts, your attitudes, your actions? Are they consistently changing? The closer our relationship becomes with God, the more we can trust Him. We're to let the words of Jesus in all their richness live in our hearts and make us wise. His words help us to offer counsel and wisdom to others. And finally, we are to be thankful and filled with gratitude for all that we have. And so friends, today, if you want to become a child of God and spend eternity in heaven, not elsewhere, then I invite you to pray this prayer of invitation to our Lord Jesus Christ. Repeat after me now, Father God, I repent and turn away from my sins. Come into my heart. Jesus' shed blood washed clean all who believe he took on the sins of humanity at the cross of Calvary. Amen. Friends, if you prayed that prayer of salvation, I believe you were saved and born again spiritually. Your next step is to read God's word daily so he can guide, direct, and reveal himself to you. And consider growing in a good Bible-based church surrounding yourself and being edified by other believers. Now let me be the first to congratulate you on making the most important decision of your lifetime. Congratulations and God bless you. Friends, the Grace and Peace of God Love Wins podcast will be available most days during the week. A special children's podcast airs on Wednesdays, so tune in along with your children for your favorite Bible stories that you grew up with. We'll be discussing and sharing Jesus' unlimited power in our present-day lives, delving into topics such as forgiveness, spiritual warfare, how to be joyful, and what love in action looks like, trust, and so many more. I invite you and your friends to come alongside me as we embark on a podcast of adventure and exploration of life together. So please consider joining me. And if you like the podcast, make sure to like and subscribe so you get the latest episodes as they become available. And much of today's podcast referenced my book, The Grace and Peace of God Love Wins. If you found the content inspiring or compelling, you can pick up a copy from my website at pampastorcopywriting.com or at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or Dorrance.com. And importantly, if you're unable to afford a copy, write to me. I'll find a way to get a free copy into your hands. You won't be disappointed. It is full of God's word. 
Until next time, remember you've been marked and sealed with the cross of Jesus Christ forever. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you all. Until next time, friends, God bless you.